0: This is an MPB Think Radio Podcast.
1: Cheeseburger in Paradise. From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining and you know about that right there, Cheeseburgers in Paradise. Okay, what do you, what do you got say, Carol? Some, uh... What do you say about uh Joe? Oh. Yeah, we're on the air. <laughs>
2: Good morning, Carol. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Good morning, Java. Good it's morning. live
1: radio, people. Live radio Which, Monday morning. It's Deep South Dining. We're busy talking. Busy talking
0: about food.
2: And, uh, we just couldn't get enough.
1: That's what we're doing. I, I didn't know if you heard that Jimmy Buffett cheeseburgers in paradise. Oh, look. As we have uh, Stamps Super Burgers coming on a little bit later to talk about some of the best burgers in Jackson and maybe even the state. I was there. Uh,
0: maybe
2: even the world.
0: I was there Saturday and it was Joe Sherman in paradise. Yeah. right now
2: (laughs) (laughs) and then it was carol palmer in paradise last
0: it was great
2: last night but joe and i have so many food things to uh talk about that we were reminiscing
0: so to speak we were we're getting our our list together
2: yes (laughs) and we were talking about uh you know the chinese new year lunar new year this weekend was the year of the rabbit and there was a lot going on on cooking Uh, and coping a lot of
0: asian activity i mean uh our friend tim pierce he went total asian on us and did some great uh, stir fry and some some great product and then uh, sue bunneran did a stir fry but she actually used the miracle noodle and one of the food trends that we'll talk about later on in 2023 is the use of <laughs> pasta alternatives and the miracle noodle is actually one of those from the root of a plant in the uh, tropical parts of asia that oh, Joe man.
2: just happens to have with him. Yeah,
1: yeah, he just up. happened. I, I got I, him right I, here. here. I saw it earlier, so it's, it's it's available. We'll get into that. The miracle noodle. That, that that's kind of kind of fancy. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. You know.
2: And we know Tim Pierce is out there driving somewhere. I think someone is driving him, and we're hoping that he'll call in uh, in just a few minutes because we want to talk to him about a new trend he has inspired on cooking and coping.
1: So we'll that look-
2: would be Tim Pierce of Memphis, Memphis. Tennessee, the, the,
1: the one and only. I might add. The, yeah, the, the world, the world famous Tim, <laughs> <That's> Pierce. <right>. <laughs> Tim <laughs> Pierce. But uh, Carol and uh, Joe, how y'all doing today? Joe, we appreciate you as always for stepping in. A uh, familiar voice is uh, is missing in action this morning. Malcolm uh, White and we, uh, you know. Wish him back on the show as soon as he can return. But thank you, Joe, again as always for for being here this morning. Well, I think uh, thank you. I
0: enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun. It's a great show, and it kind of wakes me up in the morning. Of course, I've been up since four, so of it course. really doesn't matter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Java, I worked with Joe for a number of years at Viking Range, and what he says is true. Yeah. Well, early riser. He gets up at, at 4 o'clock. I mean, we would be traveling somewhere, and I would wake up at 6 or 7. There would already be, already be like 15 emails That's, you know, yeah. waiting for me. That's right. Well,
0: you know, I like to get ahead of the game. When I was in the department store business, I would get up at 3, I'd pull the sales, I'd send it to all the people that hadn't uh, made their sales, and then I'd start calling them at 7.30, then I go to the office at eight, and I knew they didn't
1: get there till eight thirty. But yeah. it gave me something to do. Hey. Sign of a true a true businessman, a true businessman. Business
2: well, I think about you, not just with food trends, but I always think about the time we worked worked together because you always <laughs> were telling us about the fashion. Tra- I mean, you were like a trend person. Well, it's important because in the in the industry you were in, your trends were important, no, were, and there's were. a very big difference between a fad. And a trend. And a trend. That's
0: right. That's exactly right. And in
2: cooking, there are many fads and, and, many,
0: and, and many, many, many trends.
2: And yeah. uh,
0: fads come and go.
2: The, yes, yes, they do. Um,
0: when while I was working with Carol, I was trying to learn the the business of culinary and what products you had to have. And she'd start talking about something. I'd say, so that. Nine-inch fry pan is it's really use your
2: the little black dress of the, the cookware set, or your,
0: or your white turtleneck, the, white turtleneck. Oh, that's the size. And know. so we
2: would have this language. So we would go, yeah, you know, go to market and look at something, and and you know, we'd look, and Joe's I'd say, Joe, this is the black turtleneck. I mean, the white, the black turtleneck of the knife collection. That's right. So that's which how means that's how it's how something it. that everybody Has needs to, to have. have. You know, you just cut through it, and that's right, so. and. That's how it is.
1: Well, I, well, I believe that the, um, the the jogging pants and uh, and the uh, flip flops for me is uh, is fried catfish on the weekends. Something something I always get into. That's perfect. So, uh, <laughs> I agree with <laughs> that. There we go. Nothing better.
2: Nothing. Better. Java, you are always on trend. I, I, you you are the trend. <laughs>
1: Well, what have you guys been uh, been up to in your kitchen? I know you always are doing some things, uh, Carol, out there in uh, in Edwards, and and Joe, you're a little bit closer to to the the city out here.
2: (laughs) Well. Yeah, my my main cooking experience out in the country this weekend was cooking in the dark. <laughs> I saw that on Cooking yes, and Coping. Yes, this happens frequently. We live about 10 miles as the crow flies to so the Mississippi River. And when the weather's bad and tornadoes mm-hmm. start up, they jump over the river and come <laughs> right over to our house. So we spend a lot of time in the proverbial closet. So
0: it's no longer hideaway lodge, right?
2: No, it's <laughs> no longer now, yeah hideaway lodge, but I was just getting ready to cook my husband you know, a lovely dinner and the lights went out and about three hours later I thought he would be long past dinner, but it was ten o'clock at night and he's saying, You know, it's, I re- you know, we need dinner and I said, Well why don't I just stir up a little sandwich or something but no he was well that fish was sounding mighty good so i got a flashlight lit up the gas um burners and cooked him i guess it was grouper over grits yes. and he ate by candlelight flashlight and I grilled a piece of of bread, so that's what's going well, on. Thank goodness
1: for the for the gas burner, you know. I know it. I yeah. know
2: all the hits. Gas burners have been taken. That's right. Uh, yeah, taken right. lately. You know, cooking with gas is something we deeply believe in. Joe, is no that, doubt about it. I
0: agree. Hundred percent. Hundred percent.
2: So that's that's what's going on at Go Away.
0: Well, it, when I when I in our kitchen, uh, well, one of us had COVID, and oh wow, that was me. But so uh, Mary Pryor, she prepared cacio e pepe. The pasta dish, uh, which is a traditional pasta dish, which cacio e pepe means cheese and pepper, and it's uh, you kind of toast the the peppers uh, in the skillet, whether it uh, be the peppercorns, and then you grind it, or it can be you can already toast the ground. Pe- uh, grind, uh, Corns. And then you mix it, and then use it. the Pecorino is what it's called is is the cheese that it calls for in this dish. However, sometimes it gets a little bit creamy. It ends up looking like a super glue or Elmer's <laughs> glue. So we kind of changed to uh, Parmesan Reggiano, and she made that for me while I was uh, getting over the COVID. So and then
2: under the weather, under so the to weather, speak. and
0: then she also made a fabulous white bean chicken chili which was phenomenal, and at the end of it, after she simmered it most of the day, she added a block of cream cheese. And you talking about making it creamy? It was phenomenal. Now
2: that so, will flat heal a person. Yeah, man. Look, I think
0: that, I think that pulled me right
1: out. I'm all over it now. So it was. What it, about your what house, did. Java? Well, like I said, we've um, I always seem to fry some uh, some catfish on the weekends, and uh, uh, thankful to uh, Simmons, um, mm-hmm. some Simmons catfish uh, just picked up from the Kroger's, and um, I don't, uh, you know, we keep it fairly simple in my house, but that was the highlight. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I bet those kids love some fried
1: catfish. Yeah, no, they do, they do. But I, I, I can't wait until we um um bring our guests in uh f- a little bit later for those who are a fan of burgers. Uh, we have uh, Phil Stamps uh, the second from of uh, Stamps uh, Super Burgers going to be joining us um a little bit later. So if you have a favorite uh, memory of stamps, I know a, a little running joke as I was talking with my mom was like not have you been to Stamps Burger, but who served you At <laughs> your Stamps. Stamps Burger? That's right. Was it, you know, was it the grandfather who, who uh, uh, passed away a couple years ago, or was it the son, and now, you know, you have the uh, third generation uh, joining along. So That's right. So it's going be, gonna to be a great conversation, going to oh, be a yeah. great conversation. A great Hey, pleasure. Java,
2: on the phone, we have Tim Pierce from oh. Memphis. We had asked Tim to call us because uh, he had some interesting stuff on cooking and coping, and Joe has a few questions to ask Tim. That's
0: right. Tim, are you there? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to uh, Jackson via the airways.
3: (laughs) Thank you. How's everything in Memphis? All is well. We're in the car on the way to the farm. Oh. uh, Starting off a a week like we always do. All
0: right. Well, so tell us about your fabulous biscuit trend you started.
3: Well, um, (laughs) I guess it was week before last maybe I'm on a page called Food 52. It's a website. that sure. has all kinds of wonderful recipes, and the, the shopping on it is just incredible. They have some gorgeous stuff uh, with regards to kitchen and home living. But I've, this biscuit recipe came across, and instantly I thought of Barb Jarber and Susan Bond <laughs> and I just sent the link to both of them and said, put this on your to-do list because I just don't consider myself a baker. It's not that I can't. I just don't really enjoy the science of baking. So I sent it to them, and lo and behold, Saturday morning, here's Bob's picture with his gorgeous biscuit and egg and ham, and it it was just breathtaking. And then lo and behold, yesterday morning, Susan (laughs) Bynes, her biscuit with Irish butter on it. and I was like, Sunday morning, I'm sitting here. I've already played Wordle. I can do this. So I get up and made biscuits, and it, it's incredible that the recipe says make a round and then make a shaggy mess. And I was like, <laughs> I can make a shaggy mess. I, I can definitely do this. So it, it was a user friendly recipe that was absolutely
2: delicious. Well, it's it's uh, unusual. I mean, it, it was a cacio e pepe biscuit, this- and so which is. Yeah, a classic Italian pasta dish that Joe said Mary Pryor cooked for him. So when I first saw it, I was going, oh, they're taking uh, <laughs> a pasta. And I, I didn't know what y'all were doing. But how much pepper and how much cheese did it have in it?
3: It's a full tablespoon of fresh cracked pepper. And then it calls for a cup of grated Parmesan.
0: Wow. Man, no wonder it was good. Yeah, and <laughs> so, we
3: know and it that it doesn't call for salt, which was interesting, being cacio e Pepe, But the parm, of course, has plenty of mm-hmm. salt in it, and the balance was just perfect.
2: And we appreciated that uh, you mentioned you know, Joe and. His wife, Mary Pryor, and I gifted you with that oh with that cheese directly from Italy is the ultimate host gift months in ago. In, it, it's delicious, absolutely, absolutely. But w- we thank you as always for bringing so many new fun things. And Joe said you'd gone Asian. Yeah, to, you went Asian on us. On the you're the rabbit. You did go a
3: little Asian last night with, uh, to celebrate the Lunar New Year. Really enjoyed it.
0: It looked delicious.
2: Well, listen, thanks for calling in and, and keep on cooking and stay in touch.
3: We'll do it. Thanks, thanks Tim.
1: So thank you. Bye bye. Yeah, thank you, Tim. Always a a great addition to Deep South dining. Um guys, if you if it's okay with you, you ready for our first break? Sure, sure, Java. We already took you one. You just to know we were on the air. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead and take our first break right. for the hour. As uh, as always, we love to hear from you, uh, just like Tim Pierce. Thanks again for calling in this morning. one mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can also send us an email to uh, food at mpbonline.org. Um, like I said earlier, we have Phil Stamps II going to be joining us a little bit later. But uh, coming up next, we're going to talk food trends for 2023 and talk about whatever is on your culinary mind so give us a call 1-877-672-7464 we'll be back with more deep south dining after this
0: an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: We'll be You're listening to Deep South Dining here on MPB Think Radio. I'm Java Chapman here with Joe Sherman and Carol Palmer. This is a show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Did y'all like that song from KC Musgraves? I loved Musgraves? It. I loved, <laughs> loved
2: that song. You need to
1: make that a regular. Okay, I like that. Yeah, Tim Pierce, you guys were talking about the biscuits, so I was like, let me dig for, for this one real quick. Yeah. Very good. Very, You're fast. Well
2: You're so fast. That That was good. Uh, about some trends from twenty twenty three now we really were doing this earlier in the month, but our show got hijacked <laughs> by, by two words king, king k, k. <laughs> I don't know who said the words or in what you know what iteration it was, but all of a sudden, the board lit up. We never ever got another got word <laughs> about about a trend, but I wanted to mention a few, and I was thinking of. Java, as I read through um, food trends a few weeks ago, it's something I've been doing, being in the food business for probably several decades. I want—I I just look forward to that every year. And several of the articles I read and the uh, research reports said that people, you know, we feel the world is kind of beat up right now. Right. After, you know, a pandemic, we're worried about Climate change, you know, inflation, all these things, that it's making people want to go back not only to comfort foods, but like to 70 eras food and packaging and things like um, mac and cheese and pizza bites. And old school type cereals. Right. You know, we're going to see a lot of old school you're, nostalgic, you're, eats. Nostalgic,
0: nostalgic eats. Nostalgic eats. Nostalgic. Joe,
2: yes, nostalgic and retro. So right, that's exactly. Uh, you know, that's that's going to be. I think uh, sausage balls. Sausage, <laughs> sausage balls. <laughs> And cock, little cocktail wieners. That's
0: right, and,
1: and uh, grape jelly, jam, grape jam, and <laughs> jello, jello with the fruit inside. <laughs> well, speaking of
2: jello, another trend, just totally in a different direction, exactly. are jello or sh- high end jello shots.
0: And then jello, jello, or gelatuous. Uh, like aspic, gelatinous gelatinous like like foods like aspic for foods example. that jiggle that's it right <laughs> the, the, the article says jiggle makes me giggle so oh, <laughs> that's what it said i, I,
2: didn't, I didn't see
0: <laughs> anyway jiggling food so
2: yeah. uh, and another thing kind of relating to the retro uh, is it's called people are calling it the lazy cooking movement and this is something oh. I'm kind of interested in seeing how this evolves into cooking and coping. You know, we've we've been so particular about doing all these, you know, fabulously yet difficult recipes, with thought that people are going back to uh, lazy cooking, using shortcuts, uh, using, you know, canned enchilada sauce instead of making, you know, making your own, uh-huh. it, using, you know, more. Off Canyon, yeah, off, off the, the shelf, shelf ingredients, you know, is a is just a helper t- to yeah, to cut some of the time.
0: Crockpot's gotta be in there somewhere.
2: Yeah, cro- <laughs> yes, the, the the slow cooker is that's right. it's you know, that's really big. And that was good. And here's a good one for y'all. Chicken skins. Chicken skins. Chicken skins, Java, yes. fried, you gotta Fried chicken skins, um, You know, there's an obsessive interest in our country in fried chicken, but crispy chicken skins are the it thing. They are becoming the base for nachos instead of tortillas. They're served as appetizers in restaurants, and some chefs are using them in place of croutons in salads. Because you have people like crunch, and there's some new crunch for you.
1: That is some new crunch because I, I, I like a crispy, I like a crispy chicken. But I never thought about just the skin and all its different iterations. That's that's interesting. And then yep. a, another trend is tinned fish.
2: Okay, I, I saw that tinned
1: fish. Now for those
0: of you out there, who say, what is he talking about? That's fish in a can. So real simple, <laughs> like anchovies, smoked oysters. Herring, sardines, uh, clams. Tuna. And uh, tuna. And also the use of these on another trend that they're talking about is charcuterie boards. And they're calling them uh, sea cuterie with the fish sea-cuterie. on them. Sea wow. They've taken oh, over my snackle box. Yeah, they you're move, <laughs> snackle box move over the sea cuteries coming in. And those wow. little smoked oysters in yeah, the exactly. tent. Exactly.
2: Well, if that is on a trend, my household is. So on trend because my husband loves to buy those little tins. He orders them online, he buys them. uh, uh, Our friend David Rains at the Flora Butcher carry some really nice little imported sardines and tuna, uh-huh. and we have to go there every few weeks to get some. So I'm going to tell him he's, you know, he's on trend. It kind of makes our kitchen smell sometimes, but I'm going to tell him that's so <laughs> on trend. It's just a beautiful thing. And then
0: another one is sweet and savory pairings and use them in different ways. Maybe use fish sauce versus honey. And then they're saying that shot masala is a big spice for 2023 and it's got it's got everything in it it's got uh, mango powder cumin coriander ginger salt black pepper can't spell that word uh chili powder uh and it's used as a is a it's a new spice well i'm so glad spice.
2: that you're, you're telling me this because i looked for it uh, a couple of years ago Uh you know, the roasted okra, mm-hmm. you know how you do the Indian-style okra, that's and it right. asks for chopped masala. That's, exa- that's what and, he has at
0: the snack bar.
2: And I couldn't, I could not find it that's right. anywhere, sure so is. I used just the garam masala uh-huh. on it, and was fine, but I noticed that the company called Spice Walla, S-P-I-C-E-W-A-L-L-A, uh, and this is the company that has Vish's face now on some of their spice... <laughs> cans. Uh-huh. They have a line uh, from Vishbot in okay. Oxford uh, celebrating should. him, but they have a chat masala, and hopefully that means we'll see it soon at the grocery store.
0: And then we talked about this a minute ago, but another one is the pasta alternative, and we talked about the miracle noodle, which is made from uh, uh, the, gu- the fr- comes from the konjac plant in you know, the tropical parts of Asia. However, there are other you know alternatives to pasta, which is like the zucchini noodle or zoodles whatever you want to call them uh the uh spaghetti squash you know and then there are other uh, other plant-based things like this uh, miracle noodle the banana or uh, garbanza that they're making noodles out of and these are the ones that uh, that i'm talking about right now the miracle noodles like 97 percent water and has a lot of uh, health benefits and very little calories.
2: So you learned about that own cooking and coping. Well, I, That's yes, right. I did. from Sue Bunneran. She
0: used them. She sure did. She used them in her stir fry for the Lunar New Year. So she went all. I out. don't
2: know if you really know her celebrity status. I don't. She doesn't know mine either. I know it. Her, her parents. None. <laughs> her parents were the ones that opened the first Thai restaurant in Jackson. I'm talking about way back in the. 80s and early 90s in the old Howard Johnson's on I-55 South at McDowell I know exactly Road. what you're talking about. And I used to go out there with a lot of the Clarion sure. Ledger people. I mean, we just loved to go there. But now I know it was Sue and her brothers, these precious little children, would come help, wait right on wow. the tables, and, or they would be sitting at the tables doing their homework but um, she has a great culinary heritage. Right.
0: Look, I, see, I I look at her food. It's, it, it makes me jealous, believe yeah. me. I, I well, think there's an art to, to that, believe where me. Where
2: are we going to go get those?
0: You can get these at Whole Foods. You can get them at Kroger. You can get them at Costco. And you can get them online. Uh, look up shirataki, shirataki noodles, and they're they're plant-based. Okay, the, they make a different style. This one that I, that all of you can't see uh, is the fettuccine style. They make a regular vermicelli style as well. And they make it basically
1: full of water.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, a lot of times you, you take them out and you rinse them off, and then you, if, when you want to put it in, the, in, in your fry pan when you're cooking, just put it in there and then add the sauce or whatever it is, and it just heats it back up. But you wash it off to kind of get that quote-unquote I call plant taste off of it. Because okay. a lot of times
1: pasta is in the is dry right. so it may not you may pass it up and not even know that's right that's you right. know it's the miracle noodle that's right
2: well I, I want speaking of um of products like that you know we we always like to promote our own home stores and bookstores sure. and all of that, but there is a huge trend now in international Spices, the e marketplace for international foods. You know, grocery stores just do not have the shelf space right. to put all the yeah, wonderful everything. ingredients. Mm-hmm. The you know some uh, yeah, the mayonnaises and the sauces <laughs> and all this. So there really is a great trend. There are so many of these products. You can live in the smallest town in Mississippi and order the most exotic ingredients online, and that is one of the big trends of 2023
1: utilizing the yeah the 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 the, the e-commerce e-commerce
2: for the international uh, foods that you can't get in your you know because not everybody lives in a huge city with access to international markets and you know foods like west african food Hmm. is so big right And, and japanese but all of those ingredients are available just a, at the touch of our... Touch of a phone. Our, yes, our smart <clears throat> smartphones.
1: Yeah. And I, that is, that I know we get calls um, often from, you know, small towns here in Mississippi, and, you know, everything's not at the corner market. <laughs> that's right. No, that's it's right. not. It, or, at the, or, at the, or at the Piggly Wiggly. There you go. Yeah. Day, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, but TikTok has really pushed out a lot of these new flavors. So, there are so many chefs doing these little... Or home cooks doing these little videos, and people want. And there's a lot of spices. A lot of the
0: the people on TikTok doing a lot of baking things, and that's kind of a trend for 2023. Is is baking done by? With, with you know, TikTok influence, etc.
1: Now, before we go out to our next break, I have to bring this up. Um, seeing that you just said a lot of bacon, how do you how are you guys dealing with the exorbitant of egg prices? This is extraordinary, extraordinary. Um, <laughs> extraordinary. <laughs> at the grocery store. Do y'all have any comments?
2: Well. I'm getting some new chickens.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to Carol's.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't, I mean, they are high. I saw a lady pick up some in the grocery store the day, and she went, four ninety nine for eggs? She just put them right back on the shelf. <laughs> she figured she was going to do something else. And yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with her. Yeah, you for know?
1: myself, normally eggs were just, you know, you needed some eggs for home, but now you actually have to look at their price and That's see, right. what am I doing? <laughs> That's exactly yeah, right.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just extraordinary. It's up like 400%. I mean, it's.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's, It'll it's,
2: come to, we just need more birds. That's yeah. right. <laughs>
1: well, let's, um, um, we have a, um, a, a few callers before we um, take our next break. I think this is uh, uh, right on time. Let's talk with Mike in Hernando. Good morning, Mike. You had a comment about exotic.
4: Uh, yeah, good morning, you guys. Uh, you're talking about exotic foods and unusual foods and places hard to find them. I'll tell you up in DeSoto County, and it's a shout out to the Super Low Grocery cho- Store. There are only seven of them in the uh, Mid South, and one of them is here, the Western Memphis. But they have stuff on their shelves that nobody else has ever seen before things from uh, Europe, things from South America, and the things you guys are talking about. You go up and down the aisles, and you're like, good Lord, I've never heard of this before. But there's the only store up here that's got them Kroger, Walmart, no one else does. But it's the super low. And is it in
2: Hernando, did you say? No, ma'am, it's in South Haven. South Haven. Mm -hmm. Well, that is a a great shout-out. I'm so glad that you did that.
4: Cool. Yeah, I buy stuff up there all the time that I've never heard of. Stuff, Polar brand from Hungary. There are things from East Europe. There are things from South America that come in that they bring them in. And most everybody around here that eats food, loves food, knows they're there. But for those of the listening audience that may be up in the northwest part of the state hit the super low
2: store you'll be surprised what you can find and it is one word super low s-u-p-e-r-l-o super low correct on goodman road
0: goodman
1: road Uh, thanks for that mike Uh, i appreciate that because one of my uh 2023 food resolutions is to expand my palate so I'm, i'm always on the hunt to see where we can get some of those exotic foods as you say but let's go ahead and take our next break for the hour. Um, we've been teasing it all morning. We have uh, Phil Stamps, uh, the second from uh, Stamp Superburger, a true institution here in the city of Jackson, and uh, we're going to bring him in and talk about these great burgers and just the history and legacy of uh stamp super burgers so if you want to give us a call one mpb ring that's 1-877-672-7464 or as always you can send us an email to food at mpbonline.org i'm java chapman here with carol palmer and joe sherman you're listening to think radio
0: is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: You're listening to Deep South Dining here on MPB Think Radio. I'm Java Chapman here with Carol Palmer and Joe Sherman. This is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. And when I talk about culture, I mean, the name really says it all. If you ever heard of Stamps Super Burger, then you know that it has been a uh, pillar in the Jackson community for over... 50 years, I believe that's correct. And, um, you know, the question is not, have you been to Stamps Super Burgers, but who served you your Stamps <laughs> Super Burger? Was it, you know, was it uh, the grandfather? Was it the son? And now the third generation, uh, Phil Stamps II, um, has joined us this morning uh, to talk about the history and legacy of uh, Stamps Super Burgers, who recently just got a nice um, a nice accolade. Um, that he's going to tell us about. But um,
5: uh, good morning, Phil. How are you doing today? Good morning. Good morning. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, we appreciate you um, for being in here this morning. And um, um, our uh, hosts today, uh, Joe Sherman and Carol Palmer, were able to um, uh, get into Stamp Super Burgers on uh, this weekend, and uh, Joe, tell tell us about your experience uh, over over on Dalton Street. Well, I thought I was going to be uh, first of all welcome. Uh, first Thank of
0: you. all, I thought, well, I'm gonna go to my grandson's soccer game at eleven o'clock. I mean, at noon, and then I'll just go over there to be late in the afternoon. I won't have to worry about it. Wrong. <laughs> I got there at one thirty-five, and there were twenty-five people in the inside the restaurant, 25. On a Saturday now, afternoon. On a Saturday <laughs> afternoon at one thirty, And Not it, 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 it <laughs> continued to grow. It just continued <laughs> to grow. And the, the, the young ladies were greeting everybody as they walked into the door. They took your order and told you to stand in this line if you were picking up, in this line if you were uh, or ordering. You know, they had it down to a fine science. And they have a great system, which I'm sure he'll talk about, uh, that they put on the bag so they know what the people know exactly what's supposed to be in there and what they're supposed to cook. But it was phenomenal. I made a bunch of friends, believe me. <laughs> you know, and then when people order wasn't ready, they'd yell out, is James order ready yet? And they, if they you know, and these girls knew, no, you'll be 30 minutes you'll be whatever the time is but it was a fine oil machine and i saw phil back there and i was wondering what's he doing he was fixing like box i guess it was salads because i watched him slice tomatoes i watched you slice tomatoes then i saw you with your special seasoning. you know it's it's stamp uh, stamp super burgers but they have super french fries as well let <laughs> me tell you but it was a great experience people were extremely nice but when i pulled up I thought I was at a funeral. There were so many cars parked outside, and then I saw the security guard. And I said, "I thought I was going to be smart." And he just shook his head, like, mm, "Not really."
1: <laughs> anyway, it was great. Thank you.
5: Absolutely. Well, Phil, take Thank take
1: you. us to this Saturday. What is that? Is that normal standard operations for uh, those who don't know about stamps?
5: Well, Fridays and Saturdays are definitely two of our busiest days of the week. So. Coming in on a a Saturday, you definitely want to place their order uh, (laughs) either on the phone or online ahead of time so that you aren't waiting. But, you know, one of the great things about, you know, the close proximity and the close space is we started building a relationship with the customers, right? I um, spoke with Joe and had a conversation with Joe before (laughs) his order was even ready. So we had uh, introduced uh, each other and introduced ourselves to one another. And, um, yeah, it it was great, man. Saturdays are, are pretty busy for us. So that was pretty much standard operation.
2: What Joe made other friends? Oh, I did, I did, and then I, and then people were making
0: friends. I said, oh, I'm, I, I know him; he's from Clarksdale. and they were going back and forth and talking. And I mean, it was you with twenty five people in there waiting on their orders, and they knew there was a you know a time frame. And then you,
2: people coming in who had ordered co- online. That's
0: right. Yeah. You would think it would be chaos, but it wasn't. It was completely organized. You know, everybody was calm. Nobody was yelling nobody was screaming even when the one lady two people came up one lady was buying the french fries another lady was buying the rest of it and one of them using the credit card and one of them was using cash okay. nobody complained Everybody just everybody was real calm. I stood there and had my picture taken in the backdrop, so I didn't care. <laughs> yeah,
2: Phil Joe mm-hmm. texted me while he was in line, and you have to understand, Joe spent years in management at Macrae's and then as president at Macrae's, and he oh, knows wow. the system when he sees one. <laughs> and he texted me and he said, "This is the most amazing, well thought out wow.
5: system." Mm-hmm.
2: So I, I want to hear hear about. I I have my you yeah,
0: know, my, that's it, my chicken that here. Yeah, how, you have how the secret, have the it, secret sauce sure. in your hand. Right, yeah. right.
5: So uh, that's one of the things that I, I focused on when I came back home uh, and tried to help grow the business is establishing that operational structure. Uh, and one of the key things was developing that ticketing system that you have right there. Um, you know, at Stamp Super Burgers, we pride ourselves in making each burger to the specification of the guest. Um, And that ticketing system allows us to categorize everything from the sandwich and burger options to the wing options to the chicken salads uh, in an efficient way so that the kitchen understands um, how we need to expedite the order uh, and so that our customer service reps uh, know how to get that food out to the appropriate person. Uh, So that system probably took uh, about a year um, to establish, but... Um, all of the groundwork was already laid by, you know, my father and my grandfather. It was just a matter of uh, taking that system and putting it down on paper uh, and then and bringing it to fruition.
1: Now, Phil, let's take it back to that groundwork from your um your father and before that your grandfather. If mm-hmm. you could, you know, give us a, a brief synopsis, a, a nice history lesson, if you will, about this uh, this institution because it's it's a it's a real thing. When I um, ask people, especially those that are older than me, in my mom's generation, who were um, at Jackson State University right. and just those around the city, um, you know, about who served you your Stamps Burger. So talk about your your grandfather opening the business and uh you know the family legacy that's that's there
5: for sure for sure you can you can tell men folks come in and they they're they take pride in saying yeah i remember when mr stamps was cooking burgers and the kitchen was actually on that side of the building versus this side of the building so uh man it's it's been growth but you know my um, my grandfather actually purchased that building in 1970 and operated a grocery and meat market for a while really? yeah and um You know, the the saying is one day after church, he wanted a really, really good burger. And so he decided to um, come to the restaurant and and make a burger and started sharing that burger with the community. Um, And, you know, word got out that Mr. Stamps had a really good product. So um, by 1986, we officially became Stamps Super Burgers, uh, and we've been growing on the brand ever since.
1: Now I also want to, um, and, and I recently learned this too, kind of doing research for the uh, for the show to talk with you this morning, that being your grandfather purchased the uh, the store in 1970 mm-hmm. in the in light of the Gibbs Green yeah. um, incident or yeah. shooting, uh, murder killings, on the campus of Jackson State University. Right. It was owned by um, a white family, mm-hmm. and you know after that tensions got high. So it kind of shows a little bit of the uh, sign of the times, almost. Yeah, for sure. I mean,
2: because there were boy there were boycotts, and after the shootings at Jackson Stadium, mean, it was it was just a very fraught, tense time. And you know, white business people were <coughs> moving out of the area because of the boycott. And your your grandfather, mm-hmm. and I've heard I've heard that your grandfather was a really special person. He was. An Air Force veteran mm-hmm. and a preacher
5: yeah absolutely and
2: so it was not just a place of feeding and groceries, but it was kind of a place of healing in the community
5: absolutely, absolutely. I think um, because of his background, because of his faith, he saw an opportunity um, to help bring a community together um, that was you know falling apart um, due to some of the things that occurred due to the shootings um, and he knew Uh, He knew that he could do it, and that infrastructure still lies within our our family business. Every Sunday we're closed, right, because uh, he would travel um, to Utica, Mississippi, and and preach every Sunday and and take as many people from the community as he could fit in his van at the time, Um, and and he knew the significance of um, that foundation of faith, right, Uh, and how the blessings would um, turn multiply. multiply, absolutely.
1: Now, uh, Phil, what's the secret to a Stamps Burger? Because we, we, we've we been talking about, you know, Still. Super Stamps. <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking about Super Stamps Burger and the legacy and the history, and that's always fine and good. But you can get many burgers from many different places. So what's that secret sauce that has 25, 30 people and more coming on a Friday, Saturday? You know, you have to make sure you get your lunch orders in before, you know, you're waiting past your lunchtime right. <laughs> trying yeah. to get uh, fed. So what's that secret to a Stamps?
5: Well, Java, um, I am 28, and I intend to make it to 29 (laughs) in July. (laughs) (laughs) If if I say too much. Okay, uh, I get it. it. no, In in all seriousness, um, I think it starts with the people. Uh, We've got some amazing uh, staff members who recognize the significance of the brand, and um, they take pride in, in what they do. Uh, and they take pride in in making a burger that is quality. So we're talking about, you know, folks who come in first thing in the morning, and we're hand seasoning and mixing that ground beef fresh every single day, right? So I think that's the start. Um, And then as far as how the burgers are prepared, how they're made, you know, fresh to order, right? Um, You know, when you place that order, um, that meat's going on the grill soon after you you place it, uh, and, and that first bite, you might want to slow down because as soon as your body you might see the steam coming from the from the meat right because <laughs> it's it's that fresh right uh, and then on top of that, we, we spoke earlier, Carol, about you know that ticketing system and making sure that you know each person's burger is made specific to them. So, Joe, I'm not sure exactly how you got your burger, but if you said everything on it, no mustard, no ketchup. No ketchup, and
0: there was no ketchup. No ketchup. They, 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 it was perfect. Okay. I mean, I, you know, because I'm ordering two. I said I want one with everything. Mm-hmm. Then I want one with extra cheese and no ketchup. Boom. I mean, it was it was perfect. But, I, how many hamburgers do you have on those two grills at one time? I'm guessing 60, but I'm not sure.
5: That is a great guess. That is a great guess. So we can get um, close to about 60 to 75 burgers on those two grills at a time. Depends, I told you this is an on operation. On the, yeah. so, depending yeah. on the size too,
1: now because these right. are
5: not little itty bitty well, well, burgers. <laughs> I know, but, but I mean, if you see that
0: setup, they're cooking in the back. Then there's a counter in between the between the grill and the front counter where they take your order, and they have the orders, and, a, and and one of the guys is building every sandwich. You can watch him build every hamburger, which was, it was just like clockwork, and then bam, 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 put them in the bag, call a name, next, next, and he would tell them. When, when a, after he got to a certain point, the young lady would hold up a stack of orders. that was, when I tell you it was a half inch to an inch thick of paper, and he'd say, tell them an hour, tell them an hour, you know. And nobody balked. Nobody balked. It was incredible.
2: Now, Joe did want to steal somebody's hamburger. almost did. <laughs> Somebody I, named Tavarius I, I, Tavarius I was
0: going to say, Tavarius kicks his name. If he did not pick his hamburger up, I'm getting ready to be Tavarius. And I told the guy next to me, and he started laughing. So we had a great time. <laughs> it,
2: one, one word, you know, back to Java's question of what makes a, a stamps burger burger. Uh, one thing is, I did, you know, my research on this that people mentioned is consistency mm, too.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, quality, but that you know, when you go, you're going to get the same thing you had the last
5: time. For sure, for sure, and it goes back to uh, establishing that process. Um, whether it's how we weigh the meat, whether it's um, how we portion the seasoning, uh, whether it's how much mayonnaise and ketchup we put on the burger. When they say extra ketchup or, mm. or light ketchup. Um, and, and creating those systems, so you know when it is time to expand, um, we expand with the same quality product, um, with a, an efficient process, an efficient system. Um,
2: and and uh, your hamburgers are eleven ounces. Mm-hmm. Is,
5: mm-hmm. And so, some yeah, people
2: eat a double.
5: I was about to say that some people are getting double burgers, so we're Damn. talking twenty-two ounces of meat. And they're getting <laughs> you know fries as well, so. Um, well, you have yeah. to come with an appetite, and I tell people all the time: after you eat a Stamps burger, it, you'd want to prepare a uh, a nap break <laughs> <Yeah>. after <laughs> your right. lunch break because it's 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 going to take a, a lot out of you for sure. But you're pieces. going to enjoy it. Yeah,
2: Joe and I have been laughing this morning. We were trying to figure out how many ounces were in other other, other hamburgers, other, in other uh,
0: uh, chain, rest- chain restaurants. Chain
1: restaurants like four ounces.
0: Right? Yeah. I mean, four <laughs> ounces. Come on, man. <laughs>
1: Like a it's can not, of tuna, it's not going to fill you up at
0: all. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, look, you, 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 look. This hamburger's fantastic. The customer service is exceptional. The experience—you, you, you have to go. You just have to go. I got to tell you, I was—I had no idea what to expect, but when I saw all those cars, I went something. I don't know what's going on here, but I'll park mm-hmm. and get in line. <laughs> well, y'all
2: had some very exciting news. I guess it was a few months ago. Uh, Tell us about the grant.
5: Yeah, so we just finished wrapping up, the, I guess, the biggest part of that project. So uh, we were able to uh, refurbish uh, a lot of the exterior siding on our building and a fresh coat of paint, and that was made possible through the National Trust of Historic Preservation uh, and American Express. They actually chose uh, 25... Uh, institutions. We were one of 25 institutions in the country uh, to be awarded with that grant, uh, and it was a great preservation project, uh, and it's it's important to us. We consider ourselves um, an institution here in Jackson that provides a sense of place. When folks are traveling through the city, when they're traveling through the state, and they're looking for great food, you have to stop and get food if you're in Jackson, if you're in Mississippi, uh, and a lot of times people stop at Stamp Super Burgers, and we are typically the first impression that folks get. And and it's important for us to represent our community, to represent our city, to represent our state uh, as the hospitality state, um, and to provide really, really good food with really, really good customer service. And the National Trust and American Express, they were able to help us maintain that service and maintain um, our presence as a pillar in the community. So we're very, very grateful and blessed for that opportunity.
2: What a great honor. That's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. W- what about your history? Tell us a little little bit. You said you made it back
5: to yeah, Jackson. Absolutely. absolutely. What's your road? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, originally from Jackson I went to a small elementary school in West Jackson called Adiemo, Uh and I went to Byron Middle School and Terry High School and after graduating from Terry uh, I went to Morehouse College and I got a degree in English. I graduated in 2016 And immediately after college, uh, I worked in sales. I did insurance sales for a while. Uh, I did entertainment sales for a while. Uh, And in entertainment sales, uh, there was a component of, um, there was a component where I learned the significance of operational structure. And I started to pay attention and I started to to take notes. And um, at that time, the passion that I had for my family business started to Burn and that fire started to grow. Um, And I felt it because I would send information back home, right? Say, hey, I'm learning this. Maybe we should try this. Uh, And we started to establish weekly meetings uh, while I was still working in Atlanta. Uh, And I I realized, hey, I I can either continue to take this path or I can take a leap of faith and pursue my passion. And uh, that's what I decided to do. And I came back home with my father, and we um, sat down together and started to come up with a plan of action, and the first thing we wanted to to structure was an efficient operational system, and that's what we're working on. Wow.
0: Uh, Whatever you have right now is working pretty well, so I I don't know what the additions you can make to it, but... You're doing a great job. Yeah, what doing does the
1: future job. hold for Stamps? I know just about a year ago y'all added something new to the menu, and it's not a traditional, <laughs> as I, I, we talked earlier, yeah. it's not something that you would think about when you think about Stamps Super Burgers, uh, but y'all added a vegan burger, and uh, talk about what's something else new um, as we were wrapping up the show.
5: For sure. So definitely want to be inclusive. We've got that vegan burger, which is a great option for folks who don't want to eat meat. It's a portobello mushroom cap that we marinate and fry mm. and then finish on the grill top. It is exceptional. Uh, and it's a really good alternative to other vegan options because it's not overproduced. It doesn't, you know, contain a, a lot of chemicals or, or ingredients that you aren't very familiar with, right? It's a portobello cap and it's really really good and it still maintains the essence and the flavors of a stamp super burger Um, and we've also uh, started to season, will package our house seasoning, right? So, so Joe, you talked about sold, those fries. Sold, sold yeah. only at stamps. Sold only at um, stamps. stamps right?
0: So, it's a sign to tell you that too.
5: Exactly. For now. <laughs> for now, okay. For now. There you so, go. you talk about the future here in 2023. We would like to to expand that platform and offer our seasonings in local stores here in Jackson First. So, that's one of the, the goals that I have for 2023.
1: Now we've been talking all this uh this time and if people do not know where Stamp Super Burger is located give them the address and how people can uh uh at least look at a burger on social media or something. <laughs> <laughs> For
5: sure. So we're located at 1801 Dalton Street, Jackson, Mississippi. That's around
1: the corner from Jackson State. Right
5: down the street from Jackson State. So all of my Jackson State students, if you're in Jackson first time in Jackson, you got to walk down the street and come by and see us. Uh, But, you know, we've also been trying to grow our social media platform. So follow us on Instagram at Stamps Super Burgers, uh, all one word. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter as well. Great.
1: Well, we appreciate Great. you for uh, joining us today, uh, Phil, and uh, much continued success to your family. This is a family-owned business, and mm-hmm. I, I like to stress that, you know, being here in uh, the capital city and just, you know, putting uh, a major league spotlight on food here in uh, Jackson and Mississippi. Carol and uh, Joe, that's yes, it, That's the end of yeah, our show. thanks, Java. Thanks, Java. Thanks,
0: Phil. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Thank you.
1: Thanks, another, one, another one in the books. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Think Radio, and funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced oh by yours truly. Our call screener was Charles Arnold for host Carol Palmer, Joe Sherman. I'm Java Chapman, and stay tuned for Night You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey and Southern Remedy at eleven, and join us next Monday for more Deep South Dining heard only on MPB Think Radio.